This is an ABC podcast. It's time to get out and about in the garden with Rowanna and Sabrina here on ABC Radio Perth and WA. It's time for some Saturday fun, five past nine. Hello, our regional friends joining us for the first time. Welcome back to our ABC Perth listeners and howdy doody to Sabrina Hahn. Wow. Hello, Ro. How you doing? I'm fantastico. Fighting fit? Yeah. I, I have How's a, the swimming going? Good. Four days each week. Woo! Good job. I think you were talking about three when we... Yeah. Yeah. Managed four. You're an overachiever. I'm up to a Feeling K good. now. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Mm. Gliding through the water. Gliding, puffing and panting Do you put plugs still. in your ears? No. I love, I wear a, I wear one of those little Cap. very fabulously fashionable caps. Excellent. Bro. I'm thinking about getting one that the old ladies used to wear in the 1960s. Bonnet. Yeah, that had, no, well, they had flowers and stuff stuck oh. all over the top. Or even one that with a mohawk. Through it. The problem, the problem with a mohawk on your on your skull cap when you're swimming is that you get the resistance Drag. from the water. Yeah, so that's not. And when you're work. racing the clock like you are, that would, <laughs> that wouldn't be okay, would it? I may as well get one that's like a wig because I don't have any hair anyway. I don't know where why I wear a cap, but I just like to feel like you know I'm. Got your cap I'm, on, you got your yeah, goggles on, yeah, you're ready like to race. I'm, I'm, I'm there. I'm there. Flippers? No. 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 You can wear flippers mm. and you can use a boy, a yep. pool boy yep. between, between your legs. Between your legs, yep. yeah. Um, a kickboard? A kickboard and you can use paddles on your on your hands, oh, yes. but it's when you want that's for your to. Technique, isn't it? Yeah, that's all technique stuff. Mm. Build up your. But I'm so built, buff yeah. and muscly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why You're would a beast. I bother? <laughs> I just get to the end of each row and puff and pant for thirty seconds, and not then a off graceful I go again. little tumble turn. I don't. I used to have to tumble turn all the time in in competition. Mm. So I made a vow that I'm never going to do another bloody tumble <laughs> turn. So I swim because I enjoy it now. All freestyle. Yeah, all freestyle. Yeah. Bit of breaststroke now and again. When you were a competition swimmer, what was your stroke? Uh, 100 metre freestyle. Ooh, I was like one of those you? little wind up toys. You'd wind me up and then I'd just go. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, and that surprises everyone. <laughs> and we I, wind you up at <laughs> nine o'clock every week and let you, you loose. Oh, God, you can imagine me when I was a teenager. Oh, God. Must yeah, we can. Hell, absolute hell. So swimming was really good because training was at five thirty. No heated swimming pool. Uh uh-uh. uh. Indoor. No outdoor. outdoor. I tell you, you swam fast all year round. <laughs> well, it got to minus eight in winter, so we we didn't swim during July, but all the other months we did. Yeah, yeah, fair yeah. enough. <laughs> wow. Well, I loved it. That's was great. But now I just do it for sheer pleasure and to keep this buff body yeah. of mine in shape. Yeah. You don't look that good without three days a week swimming, do you? <laughs> and then eat 500 tonne of food when you get home for breakfast. But, you know, it's all That's balanced. okay. You earned it. Yeah, absolutely. How's right. the garden looking? Oh, the heat hasn't killed all your good stuff? No. No. The umbrellas are doing their job. Well, I've moved. I've moved all the hydrangeas because I thought, really, I'm going to have to do umbrellas every single year. Yeah. And some of the trees have grown really well, so I've dug them up. Well, I got Naeem to dig them up and move them and dig the holes to put them on the other side of the garden. Mm-hmm. So, are you back working? You're back out and about. 
Yeah. Yeah. What's everyone asking you? What's the big thing this summer? Uh, mostly uh, how can I get more shade in mm. my garden? Because yeah. a lot of people don't want to put umbrellas up everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Funny that. <laughs> so a lot of the questions are... You know, what trees can I put here? I don't want really dense shade. I want summer sun. Yeah. I want it open. I want it 12 metres. I want it six metres, whatever, whatever, which is great because people are planting trees. Yeah, that's what we like to hear. Let them grow and stay forever. Uh, let's head to your calls, 1300 222 720. Everyone's got in early this week. Oh, they're keen. Must have been out in the garden. They've got stuff that they want Sabrina to solve for them. We'll go to Frio to get things underway. Hello, Annie. Hi there. Good morning, ladies. Morning, Annie. Oh, it's our um, pleasure. I've sent you a picture of our, our herbertia um, scandens. Right. Which has got some terrible disease. Oh. Uh, the new, new leaves are absolutely fine, but the old leaves uh, have got something dreadful. Mm. Oh, I'm just, we're just um, trying to find your we're trying to photo, find the photo for you. Annie, I don't think – I'm just going to put you on hold for one second, Annie, and we'll just have a bit of a look and see if we can get those photos to help Sabrina out, um, and then we will come back to you in just a moment. In the meantime, I'll just go to Jody in, uh, Judy I'm sorry, in Florida. Hey, Judy. Hello, Judy. Judy, oh, Judy. Oh, oh, sorry. Hi, That's all right. Um, Sabrina, I have some magnificent-looking gardenias in pots on a north-facing protected balcony. Yes. Um, but when I look underneath, they are absolutely covered in um, media bug, and I just haven't been able to get rid of it. Nah. You know, the really sad thing about mealy bug is that the eggs are also on the root systems of the plants. And mm. in all honesty, if you've got severe infestation of mealy bug, there's only mm. two things you can do is mm. rip the plants out, destroy them, and get rid of all the soil. Or you have to going to go and uh, spray them with a systemic spray that's got imidacloprid in it. Oh, could you spell that for me, please? I-M-I-D-A-C-H-L-O-R-P-R-I-D. You are good. I-M-I-D-A-V-H. No, 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 no. I M I D A. C-H-L-O-P-R-I-D, imidacloprid. Yeah. Okay. Now, I've only, I've only um, recently, they've only been in these pots for a year I've, and I put, you know, new soil in when I, when I brought them here yep. onto this balcony. Um, so I'm hoping I, I hope not to lose them. The other thing someone suggested is touching them with metho. Is no, that- no. If you've got an infestation, Judy, metho is not – they'll just laugh at that because they're all attached to the root system in the potting mix. I would still lift them up, repot them into fresh soil. Okay. There we go, Judy. Thank you very much. Um, we're going to head back to Annie because we have found her photo. Annie, apologies for that. And Sab will be able to help you now. <laughs> Annie, that is the worst case of mites I've seen, I have to say. So all the little, you know, that. so but people probably know the Hibertia uh, scandens. It's a snake vine. It's a beautiful creeper. has a lovely yellow flower. Usually has very deep green glossy leaves. Yours are almost white. 
Annie. Uh, and then they've got all lots of little black dots on them and that's the poo. So it's a really severe infestation. How big is the creeper, Annie? Um, it grows up to one and a half to two metres high. Right. There's another one in the bed about two and a half metres away that's perfectly fine. Oh, okay. Well, you need to spray that one because the, it's going to move. So you need to get – now, it's a bit tricky at this time of the year. It's going to be really hot uh, over the next week. So uh, you can spray with lime sulphur. Um, and then I would prune it, even though it's not a good time of the year to prune, but that's a really severe infestation. So – so you can spray with lime sulphur on a cooler day. You can also keep hosing it down and increase the humidity around it. Definitely prune off the worst affected areas. Um, that's going to be your best bet. There you go, Annie. Thank you very much and thanks for sending the email through as well. If you would like to do the same, that's the only way we can get your photos and they are super helpful. The email address is perthweekends with an S on the end, so all one word, perthweekends at your.abc.net.au. And uh, Sab will be able to help you out that way. Of course, the text number zero four three seven nine double two seven twenty, and the phone is always thirteen hundred triple two seven twenty. Kyla is in Como. Hello. Hi. How are you going? Good, Kyla. Um, I have a question about I. I have a bunch of cherry tomatoes in pots. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe I've given them a little bit too much love this year, and I think I may have overwatered them. Right. Um, and the bottom leaves started to turn yellow and the bottom was very soggy and uh, all that. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering, I've read online and everything's telling me I need to take them out of the pot and repot them. I'm just wondering if there's a way around that or if that's my only chance at saving them. If you take them out of the pot and repot them, Kylo, they're going to die. So you don't right. need to do that. What, <laughs> what you do need to do is you need to raise the pots off the ground so that the water is actually draining out of the bottom of the pot. Can you yes. do that? They're already on, um, so they're sort of propped up on pavers and then okay. the pavers are on the ground and they've oh, got okay. like gaps. So they, they've got free draining. I think I've just... Well, all you need... Enthusiastic. Yeah, you just need to cut your watering down, Kyla. Definitely don't take them out and repot them because you'll lose them. Okay. So... Is there anything else I like other than like the normal seaweed mix and all that? Is there anything else I should give them or just No, because if you, if you start pouring too much on, that's, they're going to try and uptake all that and then they're, they're gone skis. So... Right. Um, did you use like a good quality potting mix and all that sort yeah, of stuff? Yeah, I paid like, you know, paid all my money on it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Stuff. And I mean, I've been like doing the um, seaweed regularly, yeah. uh, maybe once a month. Um, yep. And yeah, I think they were doing okay and they had a lot of flowers and they just started to go yellow. Yeah, so. Um, and you... so I've stopped watering them yep. on Tuesday. Yep. Yep. So now you should be watering them three times a week, okay? Right. Um, so that that sodic 
soil at the bottom, that will eventually dry out. Even if you get a um, a chopstick or a shish kebab stick, <laughs> poke through the holes in the bottom of the pot, like just make okay. air holes in there so to yeah. make sure that it actually drains away from the bottom of the pot. Okay. But, and um, they should recover? Or? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Look, tomatoes are tough. Good stuff. Tough. I, actually, I accidentally ripped a whole tomato full of fruit, ripped it out of the ground, and then when I did it, I went, I'll oh, just put you back really quickly <laughs> and you won't even know. I knew. How'd that go for you? <laughs> Good on you, Kyla. Thanks for giving us a call this morning. Uh, Sabby, Diana wants to know mm. what would be a treatment for spider mite on ornamental pear trees? Unusual that they're on ornamental pear trees. Mm. The problem is, one of, so spider mites are an arachnid. They're a type of spider. So sulfur is very good at knocking them off. But the problem with spraying sulphur on your plants in summer is it burns all the leaf tissue. Mm. Um, uh, Now, the other thing you can do is get predatory mites. So there's predatory mites that eat spider mite and spiders also eat spider mite. (laughs) So, because I had really bad infestations of spider mite in my viburnum ambi hedge. And when I put up my little fairy lights at night, it attracted all the spiders and the spiders ate the spider mites. So I didn't have to put fairy lights up your pear tree, get a whole pile of spiders coming in at night to eat the spider mite. Or you can, look, you can try spraying with liquid sulfur, but you... You can't use it when temperatures are above 32, 33 degrees because it'll burn. If your tree is infested with something, it's an indication that it's stressed in some way. So uh, maybe some, you know, nice music, little statue under it, a bit of om (laughs) around it. Um, You'd do that, wouldn't you? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Perfectly normal behaviour. I do all sorts of things in my garden row. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyway, so one of the most effective things is sulphur against spider mite. Okay. Just be careful in hot weather. Thank you. Do a little test. Just do a a branch and see if it burns the hell out of all the leaves. (laughs) Then, you know, you can't do the whole tree. Okay. Uh, Paul writes, good morning, Rowanna and Sabrina. Sabrina, would I be able to grow Acacia afaniclata or Nullagine ghost wattle? In Thornley. Yeah, I reckon so if it grows in Nullagine. Now, (laughs) Nullagine has heavy clay soil though. Mm -hmm. So so I don't know where – well, obviously he can get the seed um, because I've never seen uh, that particular acacia in – for sale in shops. Um, So you would need to go and get yourself a bucket of clay and make sure that you mix that in with the soil. There you go, Paul. Thank you very much. Uh, we'll head back to your calls. Rob is in Rockingham. Good morning, Rob. Good morning, girls. Morning, Rob. Oh, we are so fabulous. Rose looking a bit flash today. She's looking a bit classy. She's got she's got bejeweled sandals because they've got golden buckles, and she's got a beautiful black frock, like a going out frock. It's not. It's a summer. Oh. 
Come on. No, You're being she, silly. She looks classy. Wonderful. I've taken my shoes off just so I can bring a bit of normality <laughs> into the studio. <laughs> what can we do for you? Well, my neighbour has been growing there for probably five or five to seven years. Yeah. It's, it's a Japanese knotweed. I've only just discovered what it is. Well, I've got absolutely no idea, so you're going to have to tell oh, me really? what it is. <laughs> well, I know it's a notifiable weed in, in, in Tasmania. And right. In, uh, yes, uh, in England, it can reduce the value of your property. Oh, so I've yeah. just I've just looked it up. Thank heavens for um, so it's gone through three name changes in I don't know how about long. Yeah. Um, so it used to be Fallopia japonica. Uh, mm-hmm. Before that was Polygonum cusp- cuspidatum, <laughs> and now it's Rainatoria japonica. So okay. uh, yeah. now, um, oh, it, oh, that's a <laughs> terrible weed. Exactly. Oh, okay. So it needs to go. Yes, but how? <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. So I, it's not mine. It's my neighbour's, but it comes over the fence, and uh, it, it, it uh, my passion fruits fighting it. You know. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. Um, so um, uh, it is a mongrel to get rid of. Um, mm. And they are saying that uh, a herbicide, but they don't mm. tell me which herbicide you can use. No. Uh, so it'll have to be a systemic herbicide. Now, um, you will, if it makes you feel any better, that <laughs> weed is everywhere. I've seen it in just about every garden I've been to. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So um, you need to, well, pulling it out clearly is the mm. the best thing. But I yeah. would say that, well, from what I can gather here, they're, they're saying that glyphosate would kill it. Uh, well, right, yeah. Um, no, I've got fruit trees on my yeah, side. Yeah, so you don't want to use that. You know what no. I would do? There's a, um, there's a... A weed killer that's made from oil, oil of Pelagonian. So you could spray that safely and it's not going to affect any of your fruit trees. Okay. You know it puts puts, uh, a huge tuber down. Yes, I know. So what I'm I'm about to say is you'll have to spot spray it all the time as soon as you see it. Yeah. I I don't know if that's going to be enough for it, but um, Mm. so... Yeah. <laughs> well, the neighbour's going to do something about it, but I just thought I'd find so out. He'll, but... Yeah, so your neighbour's going to have to remove it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then and then you're just going to have to do controlled spraying as soon as you see it rear its ugly little head. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. yeah. Good well, on you, Rob. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, you're Rob. welcome. Hi, Rowena and Sabrina. Why do local councils cut down street trees so badly? We just had a jacaranda tree cut in an L shape due to the power lines, but oh, wouldn't yeah. it be better for the tree to be cut down all around? Chris from Yaikon. Okay, so the deal with this is, Chris, the the councils, 
think it's better to have a tree than no tree. Mm -hmm. So cutting the centre out of the tree so it has two pigtails that are upright (laughs) is better than no tree at all, and I totally agree. So the problem is the trees were planted sometimes in areas where they said, oh, no, we'll have underground power in 10 years' time, and that was like 50 years ago, or um, the trees were put there, you know, thinking that they'd be able to keep a, a... 20-metre tree to Mm. six. Um, And I do agree with local councils. It looks really weird, but you're better off having that tree than no tree at all. Many of the local councils contract out yeah. their tree lopping. Very few councils do it themselves. Yeah. So so the contractors have, well, hopefully they have um, uh, some arborist in charge of things, but... But really, to have no tree there or a, or a tiny little tree that's five metres, you're better off with that big tree with pigtails that go upwards. Yeah. It's the best way of And they're also not it. being contracted to sculpt the tree. No, it's It's no, a quick and dirty, right. keep it moving, yeah. meet the compliance it's of like, here's, being clear of the power lines. Here's the, here's the budget. Yeah. Stick to that. Yeah. Mm. All right. Uh, let's thank you for your text, though, Chris. Uh, let's head back to the calls. Darren is in Beverly. Hey, Darren. Hello. How are you going? Good, Good Darren. Yeah. Look, I've got uh, ox heart tomato bushes. Yeah. And I've got fruit off them. Yeah. But some of them, the odd one, young, especially the smaller fruit. Yeah. They got the bottom of them all going brown, like dying, shriveling oh. all up. Now the big problem with those ox heart. Uh, tomatoes, Darren, is that they are quite susceptible to a thing called blossom end rot. That's where the base of the tomato goes brown or dry or rots or all three. Um, So that that problem occurs because of a calcium deficiency in the early stages where the where the just after flowering where the tomato is expanding at a really rapid rate so um so you can you can add uh you can put in lime around the base of the plant um regular watering is really important so the calcium can be uptaken um so you can use a combination of dolomite, lime um, and mag- magnesium at the base of the plant and then just make sure that the watering is on a regular schedule. Yeah, I water them every day, but there's only the few that are doing it. Yeah, obviously it must be that and I must get some of that stuff. Yeah, yeah, that, that'll make the world a difference. Thank you, Darren. Uh, email coming through. Hi, Sabrina. Need some help. These trees in our garden are dying. It's a rental house. Not sure what they are. They have what looks like eggs on them. They also attract yep. flies or insects, loads yep. of them. Yep. You can see the photos. So um, so the hedge is a lily-pilly hedge. It is completely, totally overrun with scale, aphids, and sooty mould. Now, that is so bad, there's no way that you would recover. They have to come out. They're Sorry, John, um, but that's a really bad infestation. And mm. then you've got all the sooty mould on top of that. It's not worth even trying to just rip them out. Is that um, 
John's fault? Like, what's the conversation that so would happen with the landlord probably so around that? So he's in a landlord uh, in a in a rental. So he needs to let the let landlord the down. land the the real estate agent who, or whoever yep. it is needs to let them know to say that he has. So you know you can say that you notice that and you've sprayed them yep. and you sprayed them with um, the the product that was recommended but the infestation is so bad that and and th- honestly they've been there for those that scale's been there for a long time yeah okay. um that he's had professional advice to say that the infestation is so bad that they they will not recover and they have to be removed okay there you go, John. Hopefully it's not good news, but hopefully mm. you've got some advice there to help you navigate yeah. uh, getting around that situation. Uh, what have we got? Well, we could – is it time yet? Why not? You reckon? Yeah. We can go early? Is yeah. that okay? I think so. All right. <laughs> Let's do it. It is that time again. It is. Sabrina's musical pick of the week. Pick, pick of the week. <laughs> I know you're going to dig this. Here we go now. Well, I saw Sa- Sam's from Jero's already sent a text through this morning just Has to he, let us know yep, he's, he's back listening. and he's listening and he's ready. So yeah. I'm sure he's ready for this. I reckon Sam will like this week's pick. Okay. Because this pick came from a conversation that I had with some friends. We were talking about all the parties, speaking of universities, with Chris this morning, mm. the parties that we used to have at uni and the stuff we used to go off at, uh, <laughs> and then we had a discussion on, you know, who was the greatest rock band and blah, right. blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So I said, well, the Angels mm. were definitely the best rock band in the 70s. Like, you could cut sick on their stuff. And, uh, <laughs> and, then, and then we were talking about, you know, when we're at university and all the protests and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, so this this is called take a long line, take the long line, and people never knew what the lyrics were about. So everyone's going, "What the hell's that? It's a great tune!" Like the opening riff is just, "Whoa!" <laughs> Shall we have a listen? <laughs> Sam's going to go off with this. <laughs> Here we go, Sam's pick of the week. <laughs> Our listeners are happy with you. <laughs> Yep, they're just rolling through all the good, uh, kind things that you could yeah. say. Yeah. Uh, fabulous, love it. I think that stuff that came through about thirty, se- well, less than thirty seconds yeah. after I pressed yeah. play. Yes, any angels? Thumbs up. Headbanging glory says one texter. Oh, Sabrina, you're the coolest. <laughs> We all knew that. <laughs> Love it, Sab. Sarah in Mount Hawthorne in the garden. Wow. Jumping around the building site, says another texter. The best ever song oh, selection, Jenny. says Jenny. Wow. That's a That's big a call. Rap. I can't even keep up with all oh. of these. The page is just jumping all over the place. Awesome pick, Sab. Takes me back to the 70s in the pubs and having a great time. Yeah. Another winner, Sab. My teenager looking at my kitchen air guitar display <laughs> in genuine horror. Yeah, we're all for that. Kids being embarrassed by their parents, we love. Pick of the week. Mm, sometimes it was convenient that the cassette tape wound itself into oblivion in the ca- tape deck. Ooh, oh, I remember when William's cassettes. a bit sassy, isn't yeah, yeah, William? Yeah, William is. Well, better um, we like sassy. We do. Suzanne says, yes, Sabrina, a beauty this morning. 
Uh, Carolyn Yokine. Morning, ladies. Great choice. It's hard to put my makeup on while jiggling around. Ah, <laughs> there you go. Uh, Mandy and Tapping. Volume turned up so loud. The house is dancing. That's the way to do it. <laughs> Two words, ladies. Rock on, says Karina. Uh, Sam from Jero. Here hey, we go. Sam. You were pretty spot on with this week's song. I must admit, though, I prefer... Oh, always something. Something, yeah. I prefer it when they aren't singing or shouting, but the riffs are a bit of a banger. I feel like I could sing it better. Well, give it a crack, well, Sam. There's, um, record yourself a little MP3. Send it through to the Perth yeah. weekends. We'll play you next your week, dot Sam. abc.net.au and we will give you a go. Mm. Happy to. Um Oh, oh, yeah, says Catherine with lots of exclamation marks. Uh, who can ever forget Doc Neeson pogoing across the stage live and never missing a beat? Yep. Brilliant. Uh, Charles and Catherine say great song choice, Sab. Great choice, Sabrina. Awesomes doing Darlington. Brilliant, Sab, with kisses. Love Ooh. the angels, Sab. Great music to listen to and move to whilst watering the garden. See, and, and, and the thing that I hope, Ro mm. and Ebbs, because mm. Ebbs was going off out there oh, in that mate. studio. Um, she goes off. Even though she was, she gave me a derogatory mark. Was it's is that taking me back to my school days? I was very young then. <laughs> In school, Ebbs. Um, so the young folk, the young folk that are listening to tune in to Roots and Shoots, because yes. we do have a lot of uh, oh, under, broad, yeah, broad, broad demographic. demographic. Yep. They never would have heard of the angels. Mm. Never. So th- sometimes it's nice to bring the old back to the young. It's your gift to them on a Saturday morning. <sighs> I'm so gracious. And look how many people giving. you made happy along the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so uh, good. Speaking of giving, mm. Ro, um, the ABC are going to give a couple of things away. Oh, I, yeah, told. we did. We, we've mm. given, we've been giving away across ABC Perth. I don't think we've done it across with our regional listeners because it's an event happening in Perth. But Love Bites, if anyone from the regions is in Perth, $20 a ticket, have a look on the Fringe World website, look up Love Bites mm. because it's apparently, Valentine, well, it is on Valentine's Day and it's mm. apparently about Perth's best love stories with a showcase of stories and songs from some special guests, mm. which I understand Includes you. Apparently so. I was asked and I went, well, I hate all those sooky la-la vomit material I'm in love type oh, stuff. Oh, you're not much of a romantic. Certainly not. <laughs> I'd prefer to headbang to the angels. Um, so I said, well, I'll do something that I love okay. doing. Gardening? Well, that's not going to be very entertaining on a stage. So um, I I could. (laughs) So I thought I'll do something that I love doing shamelessly everywhere. It doesn't matter where I am, I'll do it. Okay. So I love dancing before anyone gets really worried because people know I like sort of walking around naked as well. Yep. Dancing Um, with clothes on. With clothes on. um, Will the fox make an appearance? Oh, without. Not only will the fox make an appearance, Ro, but a lot of people didn't know that you can dance to opera. Oh. Going to bring a whole new crowd of opera lovers in. Sign us up, Eb and I. We're going to be there. Yep. To, just to watch you. Yeah, and it's my birthday as well. I'll be doing that on my birthday night. Oh, you're a Valentine's baby. Yeah. How did so, I forget that? So I said to Trilling Joe Trilling that if I'm working on my birthday night, I expect birthday drinks where I go on the stage. That'll be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Only twenty dollars a ticket, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I had fallen oh, off a stage love before. It'll be pretty special. <laughs> Peter Imanjima. Yes. He says we're both awesome. Oh, thank you, Peter. But he only wants to marry you. Oh, what a shame. I'm unmarriageable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't do romance and all I that don't stuff. Do romance, you nah. that out. Oh, we better get on track again because we've got callers waiting oh, who desperately want their questions answered. We've also got an email here from uh, Lucy in Hammond Park. And I have to congratulate Lucy because she's picked up from last week where we encouraged the boast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she's um, bragging she's, for wow. with some um, beautiful blue hoppy and fiesta corn. Yeah, which she says is going to be uh, lots of tortillas made from That's this from these beauties. Beautiful, but Absolutely people amazing. should get into growing the old heritage corn. It's magnificent. Yeah, it's and then she's pretty. put in a plant that. Um, she thinks is sage, but no, that's actually a plectranthus, and I would not be. That would taste foul. Get it um, out. Lo- no, the scent is beautiful. Has okay. a pretty little blue flower, but you wouldn't want to eat it. Okay, I mean, it's not poisonous, but it's. Bleh. And then. Is this a brag too? This is what I've grown from seed. Photos from garden bed. The stalk is 25 centimetres long and circumference at the widest is 40 centimetres. Or is this a plant ID? Oh, please ID. Ah, uh, yeah. So that's one of the daikon radish mob. You eat the bottom of the plant. Well, you can eat the leaves as well. I wouldn't leave them in for too much longer because they get um, they get really woody. So mm, eat the bottom bit and put the leaves in a stir fry. Okay. Beautiful. Thank you. Heading back to your calls, let's head to Susan, who's been waiting very patiently. She's out in Norway. I just missed her. What did I do? Oh. I think I did that. That's Well, oh, Susan, she's... if you call back, we'll make sure we get to your call very promptly. Ivy is in double view. Hi, Ivy. Hi, ladies. How are you? Yeah, good. good. Oh, enjoying, your, enjoying yourselves thoroughly. <laughs> of course. <laughs> We're renowned for it, Ivy. Renowned for it. I know. It. I know. This is a joy on Saturday mornings. Oh, <laughs> this thank week, you. though, I have a question. Yes. Look, I've got a lemon tree. It's fairly new. Um, I was thrilled with it. I keep looking at it and thinking, great. And all of a sudden, it's got bits missing off leaves. And I thought, oh. So I decided I wouldn't spray it with any particularly bad at yep. the moment because of the heat and the wind. Yep. So I've been using soapy water. Uh-huh. And I thought I was getting on okay. So I went out this morning and found what appeared to be two miniature grasshoppers sitting uh-huh. sunning themselves on one of the leaves. What the hell are they? Well, they're there to clean, clean themselves off with your soapy water. They like to have their little legs free of dust. <laughs> um, so, Ivy, at this time of the year, there are heaps and heaps and heaps of crickets and grasshoppers. So the crickets are the smaller ones and then you've got all the juveniles of the grasshoppers that are coming through now and, you know, they 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 just grow and get bigger and bigger. So now I've noticed about 100 in my garden and wherever I go and you touch something, the, the little hoppers jump out, the, the little crickets or the smaller grasshoppers. And there's also catydids, which are a beautiful winged sort of looking grasshopper. Uh, But the wattle birds have moved in and they are having a feast. Mm. They love to catch. They must must be the thrill of the catch because you see them, they're at it and then they... um, Bash, they bash them. <laughs> they bash them to death and then they eat them. 
Right. So uh, there's not much else you can do because they move so fast and they jump uh, and the grasshoppers can also fly. So just encourage birds into your garden and they'll they'll – if you get a really big one, if you deep fry them, they're quite <laughs> crunchy and crispy. Good luck with that, Ivy. Let us know if you do you go down that path. Oh, send us a photo if you deep mm. fry grasshopper. Mm. Uh, Carmel, I agree introducing the old to the young. When my mm. children were young, I made Tuesday night eat dinner in front of the TV movie night. Ooh. But I chose the movie and one that predated the kids. Oh. E.g., the Gods Must Be Crazy, um. Grease, The Witches of Estwick, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, Pete's Dragon. They loved it and still Aww. speak about those nights. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah, that is pretty cool. And and we just we were having a conversation trying to figure out how old Sam mm. was, from, Sam from Jero. And um, he says, in def- should I read it? Yeah, go on. In defence of young people, I think I count as one, as I'm only 24. Sam's only 24 no, and he listens to Roots pup. and Shoots. Isn't that beautiful? Love him. They way. would have heard of the angels. Ah. I'm not sure if you've noticed, but mullets have come back in and so has <laughs> 70s and 80s music. Yeah, it has. Everything but old is new yeah, again. Yeah, that's true. Everything old is new. Well, I'm pleased that that the 20s have heard of the angels because they were a cracker band. Mm. Absolutely. And that song, which no one knew what the lyrics were about, was actually a song about the homeless people in King's Cross in Sydney way back in the 70s because homeless treat people were treated really, really badly. So basically it was, yeah, if you listen to the lyrics, you okay. it was, was very deep. Just a font of information, <laughs> aren't you? all things, all topics. <laughs> Ask Sabrina anything on a Saturday morning. Uh, Debbie in Dunsborough, how are you going? Good, thank you. How are you? Good. Good. What can we do for you, Deb? Um, my tr- my um, tomato tree um, is growing beautifully, but no tomatoes. Maybe too much nitrogen. So have you been feeding them or did they go in with lots of fertiliser? Um, there was a bit of fertiliser, but not over, not over the over the top. But um, and I've I've just um, every now and again put some um, um, like you know those slow slow um, slow release. Slow yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. They probably need a bit of boost with some trace elements and potassium. So, okay. right. Debbie, I'd go and get. You can even get. You know, they make tomato fertilizer which is high in mm-hmm. potassium or you can just mm-hmm. use sulfate of potash um because yeah. are they in a pot or in the ground in the ground yeah yeah because the ground's pretty the soil's pretty hungry around dunsborough as in there's mm-hmm. nothing in uh, it but, I, but they're in my they're in my garden and oh they're so in beds yeah so so then. i'd give them some sulfate of potash potash yep 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 Okay, beautiful. Thank you okay. so much. Thanks, Susan. Okay, Thank you, Susan. We'll head to Liz, who's in Palmyra. Hey, Liz. Hi, how are you going? Good. That's good. What can we do for you, Liz? Oh, I didn't know you were there. Oh, you, you know one ever does because I'm just the little wallflower that sits here <laughs> quietly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, but, um, Valentine's Day birthday party sounding pretty good to me. But um, I'm just ringing you because we've just moved to Palmyra and we've had a few little renos done, not big stuff, but we made a pergola over a gate entrance. Yeah. And we're thinking about climbing something over there and we had in mind perhaps a um, golden bunny rose. Yeah. 
I'm saying, can we put that in a pot on either side of that pergola yep. or do we have to have it in the ground or...? Look, the the problem with roses in pots is you have to replenish the soil every three years. If you no. can put it in the ground, it's certainly going to be a lot less hassle for you down the track. Now, well, if we put it in the ground, it means we've got to move uh, a square of, um, like, what do you call it, paving yeah. on the ground. Yeah, yeah. So will that be all right yeah. to... It won't make the rose hot or anything. If no, other no, hot. no, no, no. Just make sure you prep the whole well and put mulch on top. Mulch on top. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Would you say one either side of the pergola? Or oh, you think definitely. One side? No, no, no. Put one either side. <laughs> one either side. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's all I would really need. So okay. that would be different. Hole in the ground. Yes, okay? yes, you will. You will. Liz. Perfect, Liz. Thank you very much. Let's get uh, to a few of your emails as well. Perth weekends at your.abc.net.au. Uh, this is from Werner. Morning, girls. Hope you're both well. Sabrina, we have this weed popping up all in, in all the paddocks. It looks like a bulrush, but I don't think it is. It's not a weed. It's actually a native grass. So um, it's uh, Isolepus. So it's a native, like a sedge. Um, so if you keep hitting it with the whippersnipper, uh, you'll eventually get rid of it. But, yeah, so it's a native it's a native rush. Beautiful. Sarah writes, uh, I'm preparing for a new garden bed to plant out in autumn. Ooh. It's mainly shallow calamunda coffee rock. So aside from tough no- native ground covers, I'd also like to plant something in the gall bin pictured here at the apex of what will be the new bed. Morning dappled shade from the she-oaks full afternoon sun. The bin's 31 centimetre circumference and 50 high from the ground surface with no base. Something native and of suitable size for the bin is what Sarah is chasing. Oh, it's a very narrow bin. Mm. Um, So in terms of a tree, it's not going to be wide enough. Uh, More like a shrub than a tree. Or you could um, under prune. The only tree that I know would go in there... Even though it's open to the bottom, it's just there's just not enough width for the roots to mm. spread out. So you want something that's just going to send a tap root straight down. But I don't know in terms of long long term survival, um, I'd be putting ditch the bin. <laughs> yeah, I'd just be, you know, if you put. If you put native plants in when they're small, even on the solid rock, the roots eventually find their way through some of the gaps in the rock. I really wouldn't put anything in that bin apart from something small. You could put a cousinette, a casuarina cousinette, that would drape down all over the, the sides of the bin and that would look pretty specky. So... Casuarina cousin it, which is a weeping ground cover. Okay. Uh, Linda in Hammy Hill on the text. Ah, Sabrina, the reasons I love you just keep growing. You help me create my beautiful garden in White Gum Valley. Oh. I share your eclectic taste in music and admire your loose goose I am me attitude. <laughs> now I find out we share a birthday too. Go, Sabrina. Ah, <laughs> we're both Aquarians mad as cut snakes. Oh, Kylie needs some help with the fish. Yes. The fruit are partially dry and tasteless, she says. After research, drying out, not producing glucose. 
Um, seaweed solution yesterday. Can I do anything now to boost the growth of the fruit? Yes. So, so people use seaweed as a fertiliser, but it is not. So it's a good soil conditioner. You need to fertilize. If you want good fruit on your figs, you must fertilize them. So you start fertilizing them as soon as they come out of dormancy, in usually in August. Um, and then you've got to feed them like every six weeks if you want decent fruit. So the sugars, the sugars won't develop unless they've got all the trace minerals that are there that they can access. So get a good round fertiliser that has over 60 minerals in it and your fig will love it. God, mine's laden this year. My fat, my... (laughs) (laughs) You're getting rid of that in the pool. (laughs) My rats are going to be so fat was what I was trying to say. So I'm moving from blood force trauma Mm. to just snapping their necks now. Uh, um, um, we're leaving that. Um, Susan <laughs> is back from Northern. Hi, Susan. Hi. How are you? Very Good. well, Susan. How can we help you? I uh, I have the most magnificent dragon uh, plant. Yes. Plant, yeah. Cactus. Yeah. And I have beautiful flowers. No fruit. Are you pollinating the flowers yourself, Susan? I have, I have this year, but I hadn't previously to that. Ah, they did it all Just, themselves. Uh, yeah, so I've only ever had one fruit off this plant and it's absolutely massive. So um, any, any hints will be gratefully accepted. <laughs> now, we, uh, I ha- was having a discussion with another caller about the dragon last fruit. And, yeah, last Saturday. And um, I said, you know, when I was reading up about dragon fruit, the deal was that you had to have two different strains of dragon fruit to cross-pollinate to get the fruit. Then a chappie who is a dragon fruit grower, he said mm-hmm. the, the new dragon fruits don't need a pollinator. But if you are not getting any fruit, I would go and get another dragon fruit. Oh, okay. Well, I'd love to do that. Um <laughs> And, and, you know, you can keep them small. You don't have to let them go, you know, berserk. Um, And I know that, you know, they're they're a cactus and they don't require a lot of feeding, but I would still give them, you know, some trace elements to try and encourage that flowering. And um, How how close would I need to plant the second dragon? Wherever you within, well, if you pollinate the flowers yourself, you can go as far yep. as you can carry your paintbrush. Yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but you know, if it's within your yard, you should be fine. Good on you, Susan. Good luck with that. Uh, keep us posted. Uh, let's head down to Bustleton. Ros has been waiting patiently. Hey, Ros. Oh, good morning, ladies. Hello, morning, um, Ros. Good, good morning, Sabrina. Um, look, I've got some um, I've got some plants that won't grow. Yeah. Um, they're not dying, but they're not growing. Yeah. Um, they seem to hate me. Oh. Um, they're uh, Metrosideris um, Crimson Glory. Oh yeah, yeah, yep. And I put them in. I bought a number of them. Oh gosh, probably at least a couple of months ago. Yep. And I've put them in, um, and the grand plan was that they would get up and 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 block out. Um, 
a colour bond fence for right. me. Yes. And then I can sort of keep them trimmed aside. Yeah. Um, well, I had. I think I've done all the right things. I've mm. had. Uh, the, well, the ground was poor, um, mm. so I had gar- um, new soil dug in. Yeah. Um, water retention stuff um, added a couple of times. Yeah. Um, when I when I planted them, I put. Um, I watered them all in well with sea salt just to help them settle in. Yeah. Um, um, and then. Subsequent to that, I've I've given them you know a good a good application of um, 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 slow release pellets, right? Okay. General general pellets, yep. and they haven't they they haven't budged. Okay, so um, now the thing about Metrosideris, or people know them as the New Zealand Christmas tree, but you've got the shrub version, is they are very slow growing in the early stages because they have a very dense root system. Metrosideris come from New Zealand where they get summer rainfall, they grow in beautiful rich soil, you're in Bustleton, so it's going to take them a little while to pick up. You will need to put in digging around the base of the plant some clay and some compost get a proper fertilizer they come from rich soil so even though they grow on the cliffs in New Zealand the soil even on the cliffs is better than what you've got in Bustleton so get a proper fertilizer that you can get one that's made in Australia made in WA for WA soils got lots of minerals Wetting agent, you will need to water them really well in summer to get them started. So the first three years, they're slow, and then they go whoop. <laughs> uh, very good. We've got three minutes left. Let's head to Des in Mundaring. Hey, Des. Oh, hi. Uh, I've got a uh, massive uh, olive tree uh, mm-hmm. growing two metres in my neighbour's yard. Yeah. And... Uh, they, we've agreed it'd be nice to kill it because it's oh. doing huge, huge runnings into my orchard. Right. And uh, is there some way of killing it apart from buying, getting a bulldozer? Um, so that, that it's, high. okay. So um, you can kill it without having to take the root system out or bringing in a DC twelve. Um, so what you need to do is you. He's gone. I hope he's listening. Um, Okay, so you need to cut it down, uh, take it down gradually, cut it down to a stump, leave the stump about 20 centimetres high. As soon as you've cut it down, you're going to paint it with a mixture of blackberry and tree killer and kerosene mixed in a glass jar. Then you're going to get the same chainsaw you cut it down with and you're going to cut diagonally across the the top of the trunk that's left gouge it out and dribble the paint the the blackberry and tree killer and kerosene mix into those wounds you must cut it soon as you've taken it down if you get suckers coming up do the same thing paint it with the same mix and it will definitely kill it so 60% 60% kerosene, 40% blackberry and tree killer. A friend, I think I know which Wendy this will be, has mm. texted and said, this might make you laugh, Ro. I bought a pretty plant and it turned out to be ground cover. Question is for Sab, can I grow it in a pot and let it flow over or just dig some lawn out and stick it in the ground <laughs> as intended? <laughs> 
Oh, Wendy, of course you can grow it in a pot. Ground covers look lovely in a pot because they do weep over. Don't put it in, put it in your lawn. She the lawn is one of the smartest over. ladies you'll ever meet. <laughs> attention to detail. You know. Just not there. Oh, she's a cracker. Oh, Wendy. Dear oh dear me. Uh, Sab, what's on for this week? More swimming for you? Yeah. Ah, look, I'm just going to carve the water. Carve through it. Oh, no, actually, I float on top like like a siren. Did they go in the water? What are you talking about? <laughs> I always muck things up right There's at the end of the show. There's not enough time left in the show totally to clarify. <laughs> it's okay. You just practice your dancing for sirens love go in bites the water? on Valentine's Day. Mermaids. Have yourself a lovely week. <laughs> Everyone at home, have yourself a great weekend. Stay cool wherever you are. and We'll talk to you again next week. Thank you always to Ebony Spriggs. <laughs> this is an ABC podcast.